0: Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, locked on Big 12 podcast. On the show today, it is Patrick Con from a variety of places. Uh, let you let him explain those here in a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at NetSuite by Oracle. If you're a small business, switch there. It's the easiest way to do business. We're talking Texas Tech today, and the job Julie McGuire has done, their recruiting class, and more. That's coming up after this. <laughs> Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big
1: 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, joined today by Patrick Kahn, who is the managing ed- editor over at uh, LSU Tigers Wire for USA Today. And also, he is the pub- publisher, right word, for, for Reckham Report?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's my own personal project so to speak you know uh, obviously i'm a big tech guy i even you know got the rep on i'm Mm -hmm. I'm repping my red and black today so yeah no it's it's my own personal thing it's uh it's something where you know i'm using my experience as a managing editor for longhorns wire uh, sooner's wire lsu wire to kind of give my own spin on texas tech since we don't have a red raiders wire (laughs) you know so i just you know it was something that i I enjoy doing and Uh, You know, there's there's a lot of positives right now uh, as far as Texas Tech football is concerned, basketball. uh, Baseball is always doing well. And, and, you know, so it's uh, it's nice to see the the football team kind of get into the mix now.
0: Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. And it really starts with Joey McGuire. And Texas Tech was one of those teams, one of those schools, I should say, that went the route of firing their coach during the season. And the idea there being for many of these schools is that with the early signing period, with the majority of your classes signing, then this helps you get the jump. And for them, they get Joey McGuire and it really does pan out. This, this was a pretty much a, uh, as good of a scenario as you could have hoped for. And also they got the bowl practices too. Uh, You know, Matt Wells, Uh, out and then Sonny Comby helps them pick up one more win against Iowa State they get to six wins they get to go to a bowl Uh, team gets to keep practicing McGuire gets to see them some more and he gets to hit that recruiting trail pretty hard and did it really I mean I I think you know these things always with, uh, with with recruiting rankings they are subjective but for them in just the recruiting just recruiting not transfers they pick up 18 commitments and also, they get a four-star in there as well, which is a really nice, solid base. They're 40th in the country in terms of all classes. That's a really good start for Joey Maguire, considering where he was starting from, Patrick.
1: Yeah, if you look at the ratings, and depending on who you look at on three rivals, they all have their different mm. uh, variations of, of their report. 24-7 does a really good job with their composites. Yes. Uh, you know, you look at it, and in, in when Joey Maguire took over, uh, a little over a month ago, Texas Tech was in the mid seventies. Um, he comes in, and, and you see an immediate dividend. He gets three commitments within the first week, or the first few days. He ended up, I think, he had four or five uh, after that first week mm-hmm. with Sincere Massey. Uh, he added uh, Harvey Dyson. He added Jalen Peoples, uh, Dimitri Moore, who is actually uh, Jalen Peoples' older brothers, transferring in. You know, they did a really good job of putting guys together. And he really showed an emphasis on what they're trying to do there at Texas Tech, whether you talk about the speed that they're trying to add, they're trying to add length uh, on the offensive line, the defensive line. Uh, There was a clear – see, that was the one thing is when you see a new coach come in and he kind of – oh, we're just trying to hold the guys together. Joey McGuire came in and he showed that he had a plan and he attacked Mm -hmm. that plan. And so that was a lot of the reason why you're getting to see – some of the things that they're doing and and it's brought a lot of excitement uh, in Lubbock, Texas.
0: Yeah. And I was working big 12 radio yesterday when we had Joey McGuire on and, and, and look, you nailed it. Length and speed. This, this was something that you hear this from a lot of coaches, but he really did have a plan. And I think that their plan is, you know, try to take some of these players who have good tools, good frames, good bodies, whatever it is. And you know, get them on a field where they're going to be competitive with the top level guys, or at least you can try to you can try to develop them into being competitive with some of these top teams. And you look, you know, a lot of this stuff, I mean, this is not a class that is littered with skill players. No, this is a class that is trying to build in areas. Yeah, there's, you know, wide receivers, running backs, whatever corners on here, but you see a whole lot of defensive line and you see, uh, safety and corner, you're trying to beef up the back end as a whole, you know, trying to p- build that part of it. Um, it there's a, a lot of guys on defensive line, also a couple inside offensive linemen as well. So you're, you can really see like, this, this is what we're talking about here when you talk about having a direction and knowing what you want, this recruiting class seems to follow that. And here's the thing. It could have gone the opposite way. And we saw it with TCU. I talked to Stephen Simcox this morning about it and, There were multiple factors that went into TCU's situation, but chief among them is that they, you know, bottom line here, they didn't get their coach in until December. And even though it felt like they had their guy pegged in Sonny Dykes, they didn't get him in soon enough. And with that, you know, it it caused them to have a short class, and he claims they could have signed a lot more guys. I don't necessarily buy that, but McGuire didn't have to sell us any of that. This, This is what he wanted to do, and this kind of transition worked. If if you're gonna fire a coach in the middle of the season, this is what it should look like. Now, all the rules be damned or whatever. You know everything about how we might move this signing day back and probably should just could be better off for everybody involved. But this does show that the transition could work. And he even talked about it. Too. He said, you know, this this is a weird time, whatever. But people say you can't recruit to Texas Tech. Uh, look at what I've done. He's you know he's putting a, putting his foot down, saying that that's not true.
1: Yeah, and he even said that uh, when he met with the press on Wednesday afternoon after they announced their their eighteen signings, um, and and that includes the the three transfers. He showed, mm-hmm. look, I can bring guys here, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said there are some rural areas where there's no direct flight, and you know things of that nature. But in Lubbock, Texas, that's not a problem. Um, right. They have a, you know a major national airport right there in the city to bring them right to Lubbock. So, you know, it's, it's that it's getting the parents on board. Uh, You know, some of the names that that you'll hear, and I know some people aren't maybe not as high, but uh, a guy like Brady Boyd, getting him to transfer uh, from Minnesota to Texas tech was huge. Now the Boyd family is very familiar with McGuire. um, And, and so that seemed like a perfect fit, but he brings something, uh, you know, he brings a little bit of size, Uh, One of the one of the good ball trackers uh, as far as wide receivers, you can go back and watch his his tape at South Lake Carroll with Quinn Ewers. Uh, The guy can he can track the ball. He's a and he's got a really high football IQ that's going to pay. It's going to pay dividends for Texas Tech. Uh, You talk about Tyler Owens. He's a guy who's fast. He's he's got speed. Um, They need help in the secondary. You know, they're Mm -hmm. losing their their transfer. Uh, safety that they got from LSU who's graduating and in Eric Monroe, who are they, who are they going to fit in there? Uh, so I, I think adding him was, was pivotal. Uh, you get Dimitri Moore linebacker is really going to help on the outside. Uh, Ty Canna out of Katie, uh, you know, he's regarded as a, as a three-star guy, but this is a guy who started four years varsity at Katie, which is a, a football program that had, uh, I really should say a football factory. Uh, they produce a lot of D1 guys out there, so that just shows you his level of play. The fact that he was starting as a freshman on varsity, uh, you look across Marion Horn, who they got mm-hmm. uh, out of Oklahoma, and he's gonna he's gonna start out at a cornerback. But even McGuire said this guy can play running back for us. He can play wide receiver for us. You know, he's a, a Under Armour All American. Uh, that guy that guy's a football player, and I think you know what they did, like you said, hey. We're going to add some pieces here. Uh, a lot of what they did was on the defensive side of the ball. I think they understand yeah. that they've got to fix that defense. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how Tim DeRuiter, uh puts this all together. You know, former Oregon uh, you know, defensive coordinator. They brought in an Oregon secondary coach. Uh, we haven't even got to the fact that we haven't even talked about Landon Hullaby, what kind of, you know, big addition that was. Uh, getting him to come in and obviously Zarnel Fitch, who was at TCU got a couple of their guys to come over to flip over to tech. Uh, So yeah, I mean, they, they're putting together a really good program. Uh, Is it going to pay immediate dividends? I think it does. Uh, Whether that means another seven win season, potentially eight next year. Uh, But you have to really like with the way that Texas tech football is trending uh, in an upward trajectory right about now.
0: Yeah. We'll get to a couple of these guys here in a second. First, One of our sponsors want to shout out NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses have already uh, changed over to NetSuite and you all can do the same right now. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With the visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one space. 93% 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So right now, go to netsuite.com slash That's netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash NCAA. Also, today's show is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag to find all of the best fun, most fun, scores, odds, all kinds of things like that. They've got them there, overs, unders, for all the bowl games, for college football and basketball, to NBA, to MLB, uh, you know, futures. They probably have a line if you can bet on when the lockout's going to end. I'm sure over there at betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to receive a 50% deposit bonus. If you deposit $100, bucks, they will give you an extra 50 to play with today at betonline.ag. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Yeah, so you talked about, you know, a guy like – I believe it's – it's is it Mar- Marion or Marion? Is how it's, uh, how Marion. Forms. Marion, yeah. I, I forgot he said that, yeah. So this is a guy, I think he played well, – you know, he played both ways. But, like, he's listed on 24-7 as, as a running back. And he said, yeah, you know, we're going to use him as, as a corner to start off with. I love the idea of putting a guy who's listed as an athlete, but putting your best athlete on defense because where does tech need the most help defense, right? That is, that, that's, if you watch the team this year, you know, I would say um, the game, you know, there were a bunch of games that exposed some of their problems, but I would say the game that showed uh, with them against a team of kind of almost level footing, that TCU game was a game where, you know, it was pretty clear and TCU is not a team that was dominant up front, but they, they were decent this year and they really handled tech at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and that's what we talked about. You know, some of these guys trying to get athletic, big frame guys they can try to fill, uh, fill out and get bigger and stronger. And getting athletes like Horn on the defense, not just you know in the, in the trenches, but also on the outside, that'll help you too. Handling some of the weapons of this conference because guys like Quentin Johnson and, and Xavier Worthy, right, uh, and and all the the guys that got over there at Oklahoma, and guys like Tay Martin and and Sneed and. Thornton over at Baylor. I mean, there's always going to be good wide receivers in this conference, trying to get guys who can physically match up with that. That's important too. It's not just between the trenches where they're getting bigger and more athletic.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's why I think uh, adding a guy like Marion was huge. Uh, adding a guy like Holby was huge. Adding, you know, Tyler Owens. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a big guy. He's, he's, yeah. he's a big guy. He can, You know, he. I think – in a different defense, he might be able to play linebacker for you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but you know, I'm looking at at this defense, and and they knew that they were going to have to fix the defense because guess what, offense is not going to be a problem. Zach <laughs> Kitley is going <laughs> to yeah. light it up.
0: I would to ask you about that. Yeah, uh, go ahead, yeah,
1: and and yeah, we can talk about Kitley in a bit. Uh, but yeah, you look at like you said that across the board these these offenses in the in the Big Twelve. Uh, they can still score, and then they can still score a lot. Um, you know, you look at Oklahoma State, yeah, they didn't look as good down the stretch uh, offensively as they've looked in years past, uh, but they're still a capable offense to put points on the board. Um, you know, it's a little more difficult with their defense. How does that look now with their defense coordinator leaving for Ohio State? We don't know, uh, you know, but you had to like what You know, Tech is doing to try to you know get back into that. I'm not gonna say the upper upper echelon of the Big 12, but you know, prior to that run um, when they had Leach and and they had Clip, you know, they were in the you know third, fourth, fifth spots rather than seventh, eighth, ninth that they've had you know, in, in the last several years. So, you know, if they can get back to that, get back to eight, nine. I mean, I think just on the talent alone, I, I think this football team could be a nine-win football team. Um, they, they've lacked mm-hmm. the, the coaching advantage uh, over the last several years. And Cumby I think, did a tremendous job um, with what he had available to him. I just think that with Kitley and, and the way that he works, it's just going to be another level offensively. Um, but I think, you know, an under-talked-about addition, I think, is uh, actually the offensive line coach replacing Fa- Farmer with, with Hamby, who is a former Texas Tech offensive lineman. Um, and I don't know if a lot of people remember Hamby, but he was pretty nasty uh, on the offensive line. And, I, you know, I think when you talk about offensive line play, that's something that it's as much a mentality as physical. Um, and I think if he can instill some of the mentality that he played with, uh, he's going to do well. And, and, you know, I looked at the pro football focus numbers and Western Kentucky's offensive line where Hamby's been for the last several years is one of the top offensive lines in the country. Uh, you know, regardless of looking power five group of five. Uh, so if he can, he can bring some of that talent and he can uh, coach these guys up. I think tech can make a little bit of noise next season.
0: And I want to talk about Zach Hitley here in the offense in just one second, but, you know, there are some questions about, all right, what do the playmakers look like on the outside? Uh, I'm not sure if there's any word yet on, as Ezekama as said, what his future is going to be.
1: No, there hasn't been, uh, you know, there's been rumors and, and whispers, I guess you could say, Ezekama uh, could leave. But, you know, honestly, I think bringing Emmett Jones back from Kansas, who mm-hmm. was his actual recruiter, uh, might do well to to help him out. Like, I – I think early on as was, was a problem for teams. Uh, but it seemed like when we had the, the, you know, once Shug went down and they went to Columbia uh, he, he became an afterthought in the offense. So I think if uh, with Jones coming back, it, we could very well see him come back for one year, maybe to get a better trap stock. Although with a guy, his size and, and, Catch radius. I, I I think he's got a place in the NFL. It's it's just a matter of does he want to come back for one more year? And if he does, I think Evan Jones is the guy who could, who could convince him. And you know, with Zach Kittley's offense, he's going to catch a hundred balls. I, I will right. say that right now, he will catch a hundred balls.
0: So the the question I have with Zach Kittley coming in because I look at the offense and to me the strength of this offense right now is their backfield
1: mm-hmm.
0: because. No, I mean, and and let's just assume, I mean, do we think Donovan Smith's going to be the guy or do we think Baron Morton's throwing ability might give him a bit more of the upper leg with uh, with Kitley, who obviously we saw wants to throw the ball a lot, wants Mm -hmm. to throw the football a lot. We saw a Bailey zap this year, zappy zap, whatever it is. They want to throw the ball around a a whole lot. So does that favor Morton? I kind of like a lot of the stuff Donovan Smith does especially the options with his legs. And I know you were a fan of him too, with the way that they, you know, finally got to show himself consistently yeah. after they, they got rid of um, Sonny Cumby. Excuse me, excuse me, Sonny Cumbie after get rid of Matt Wells. So what do you think this quarterback situation is? Cause I think that's gonna obviously defines the offense, but you know, I think Donovan Smith plays into the strength of their backfield a whole lot, or does Baird Morton kind of play the strengths of his offensive coordinator.
1: I'm still not sold to Tyler Shug getting the starting quarterback next year. Mm,
0: I keep forgetting he's yeah. He's still well, right. Office. I
1: mean, and, and honestly, with the the Quinn Ewers situation, if he would have came, most people expected Shug to be gone. Some people still might expect Shug to be gone. I'm not 100 percent convinced that he's not going to be there. Honestly, I think Shug, with his his veteran leadership, uh, being a he'll be you know a year older, uh, he might be the guy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But as far as to get back to your question, who's the better quarterback? um, You know, I like Donovan for several reasons. Texas Tech has always had a problem uh, going back to Alan Bowman um, and maybe even before him with quarterbacks staying healthy. Uh, Donovan has the build to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're asking who I think the quarterback of the future is, it's Baron Morton, uh, just because of his God given ability to throw. Uh, You know, you didn't get to see a whole lot. I mean, he only came in for a few snaps against Oklahoma State. We haven't really seen much of him because of Columbia and because of Donovan Smith being the redshirt freshman, uh, being, you know, a little more seasoned, so to speak, at at the college game. But, um, you know, I think Morton is probably your best quarterback of the three. Uh, I just think that Donovan's ability to run creates problems for defenses to account for. And as we know in the Big 12, a running quarterback can cause a lot of problems. We've seen it with Brock Purdy. You know, we've you know, we seen it with, you know, Texas uh, had some success with Casey. I think if he would have ran a little bit more. Gary Bohannon,
0: Gary Bohannon, nice, I mean, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams ripped off a couple massive yeah. plays, right? Yeah. He's, he won a couple games for Oklahoma this year with
1: his legs. Right, and snatching the ball out of the hand of, yeah, yeah. Out of the running back, yeah, out of the running back. but yeah, no if you if you look at what quarterbacks are able to do now and they're asked to run a little bit more and I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying this guy is Patrick Mahomes, but you know Donovan Smith has a little bit of Patrick Mahomes in him uh, mm. in that he can create and he can not just create with running, but he creates the opportunity and scramble drills and whatnot for those big plays down the field. Um, you know, if he can become more consistent as a passer, um, even though he has shown to have a good arm, uh, the, my biggest problem with him was always getting the reps. Like, Who is getting the reps, you know? So um, these practices are going to be beneficial. And I think Donovan Smith, when it comes to the bowl game, he could probably show you a little bit in the bowl game to give Joey McGuire and Zach Kittley an idea of really who is the quarterback of this team. Uh, Shug obviously coming back from that injury again, we'll see, you know, if, if he does intend to stay at Texas tech and I, I tend to think that he does. Yeah. I mean,
0: you think about this, it would be an open competition because I mean, all three of these guys have a case, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Morton's got a case because of what the high ranked prospect he was coming in. One of the best Texas techs ever had Tyler Shuck, big commodity and people think that, you know, in an offense where you're going to throw the ball around a lot that he'd succeed. And look, he didn't really get a lot of opportunities. This past year, you know, and played in what four games, technically three and a half games. Yeah. Um, I, I would say the, the interesting part about Donovan Smith is that he had two games this year that really impressed me. The Iowa state game, I would actually say was one of the best quarterback games in the big 12 this year. It's an Iowa state defense it's, you know, at times gave it up, but like you had to, you had to work and, and he did a really good job in that game of making things happen. I, I was really impressed with that performance. Thought his Baylor performance too was pretty good. The way you know he kind of got them back in that game gave him a chance, you know, to to go to overtime against a really good defense on the road. I think all three of these guys, you know, have, an, have a good opportunity to play and look like that's a good problem to have. You know what I mean? It's a good problem to have for a first year head coach. And I guess you know this kind of leads us to this part of this. You know, if I'm Joey McGuire, you're probably paying a lot of attention to these ball practices,
1: right? Oh, absolutely. It's an evaluation process for him. Even the bowl game itself is an evaluation. And you see that's the beauty of it right now is now the, you know, he's still going to recruit because we still have right. the signing day in February. Uh, you know, we're still waiting on, I believe, Hutt Graham to sign. Uh, he should sign on Friday. Uh, you know, he's playing in a, a state championship game at AT&T stadium. Uh, but you know, he's still going to have opportunities to recruit. There's transfer portal. There's still things that they can do on this team. Uh, And I think wide receiver is a position they need to pay a lot of attention to. Uh, Mm -hmm. They do get Brady Boyd. Like I said, he's a, he's a good addition to the room. Uh, What happens of Eric Azukama, miles price. uh, He kind of emerged in that Iowa state game. Um, You know, he's a, he's a guy. I think he can be the next small wide receiver uh, to kind of, you know, make his mark, as we've seen, if he can get behind the defense, has a little bit of that Jakeem Grant size to him that kind of, I guess, I don't know, people don't think he's as fast as he is, and he can get by, and, and he's he's tough. I mean, we've seen him take some licks. You know, I think this is a good opportunity for that. What are they going to do at the tight end position? Because that's a very important position to mm-hmm. them, uh, you know, as far as what they like to do. And as a former tight ends coach, Joey McGuire is going to want to have that aspect in the, in their game. Um, he knows what it means to, to enhance the offense. Obviously the running back situation is pretty good. Uh, i am kind of <laughs> curious to see what Sir Roger Thompson does. Uh, right. I do think he returns for another year. I think, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people are going to bring up Zach Kitley, offense, look at it and go, Hey, this guy likes to throw it around a ton. He likes to run it. The only problem was he couldn't run it. Uh, right there at, at, at Western Kentucky towards the end of the season. He's going to run the football, and these guys are going to get opportunities. You
0: can also use them too in the passing game. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why. That's what you know. People don't think about tech backs, but that's that's the one thing about these guys. It's pretty valuable. Is like these guys are, are. I mean, they can do multiple things, and also when you go to a place like Texas Tech, like that is the expectation. Is that look, you're going to be able to do those things, and I mean. Uh, to my knowledge, all three of the guys are coming back, or any of them are they losing any of them?
1: Because I know uh, I haven't heard that they're losing Brooks, White, and any of them.
0: Thompson. You know, Brooks, White, and Thompson it's a pretty good. Three and all three of those guys they can, I mean, at different times this year, they did use them.
1: And and they got some guys you don't even see, like uh, uh last year's four star guy, Cameron Valdez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a guy. Um, they got the kid uh, out of uh, Tyler, uh, Danelle, I think. Uh, he's another guy who could potentially, uh, Bryson Donnell, uh, out of Tyler legacy. He's a guy that, you know, could add a little something next year. They're going to have plenty of backs. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see one of them play a little more wide receiver. Um, you know, they're, they're not afraid to line those guys out and, you know, to, as you said, if you want to play running back at Texas tech university, you better be able to run the ball and catch the football and, and really in the Zach Kitley air raid offense, those little dump offs to of the running, back it's just an extension of the running game. It may right. it may look like a pass in the stat sheet, but really it's an extension of the run game.
0: Uh, all right. One more quick word from our sponsors. And I'll ask you a question about next year, uh, about next year's recruiting class. Today's show is brought to you by built bar. Go to built.com today. It's built.com. Check out all the delicious flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, uh, and peanut butter brownie and more. They always have new flavors popping up there right now. Tell Santa to throw a few built bars your way in your stocking uh, for Christmas. You can go to built.com today. It's built.com promo code lock15 L-O-C-K-E-D 15 Lock15 for 15% off today at built.com. Once again, Lock15. Now, one thing, Patrick, I want to, you know, get you on here before we get out of here is the fact that look, like, he's actually gotten a jumpstart on 2023. I mean, he's already got, you know, I, I know those classes will take shape as we go along, but he's already got four or five guys committed. And I think he's got three guys. instead of next year's top 400, these things obviously change for these players, but he really has been putting his nose to the ground and just working on recruiting. And it's part of the benefit of, of you know, just having somebody take care of the program while you kind of come in and start doing all this stuff. And I, I think that's what makes this unique because, they didn't bring in a coordinator. They didn't bring in a head coach because we see, we're seeing right now Dan Lanning, you know, is having poor Dan Lanning is. I mean, he chose this, but he's having to balance trying to get ready for college ball playoff and also uh, trying to recruit at Oregon at the same time. TCU had to wait on Sunny Dykes. We talked about before. They got a guy who is not a coordinator who's able to get going, and that's why I think he's already made inroads on in 2023. Is that your read on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they brought him in immediately to start the recruiting process because Texas Tech understood uh, recruiting is going to be vital for Texas Tech to turn things around with their football program. And so they went in and got a guy who is a known recruiter, a guy with Texas ties because they understand that a vast majority of their guys are going to be from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and with his connections you know, uh, within the, the Texas High School Coaches Association, Um, just the relationship that he's built over the 20 plus years as a Texas high school football coach, obviously his connection to Baylor, uh, they're paying dividends right now. And and you're seeing that already. Um, you see the guy that he personally recruited to Baylor, Isaiah Crawford, four star guy, top 150 guy, according to 24/7 sports, they got him to commit to Texas tech, uh, at a, at a post. Uh, and he's going to be a big – I think he's going to be a big-time player for him because that, that guy, I don't think – I think he could go to any program in the country and play football uh, immediately. I mean, he's, he's that talented, I think. You know, he, it's not too often you get a top 150 guy to come out to Lubbock, Texas, which, again, shows you to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Joey McGuire can get guys to come to Lubbock. You know, it's, it's not as hard as it, as it seems to be. And, you know, I, I think this is just another reason why they hired McGuire – it's because they saw what they had under wells um, and the fact that he just he couldn't recruit he couldn't you know he didn't know the landscape he, he's not from here he, and, and the other thing I will tell you is this fan base never felt like they were behind uh, wells so as a recruit in a social media age when you see fans that are not behind a head coach why would you want to go play for them you know it's 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 one of those things that you you may not agree with it uh, but social media plays a large part Uh, in in a lot of this recruiting stuff. Um, And, you know, and that was something that McGuire said he thanked the fans for because, you know, they're getting engaged. You know, anytime a guy announces, Hey, I'm going to tech, you know, you're seeing a lot of the welcome and and all that. So I think that was a large part of it.
0: All right, Patrick, that will do it for today's show. I appreciate you joining us. Where can people find you and all of your work and its variety?
1: Oh yeah. You can find me on Twitter where you'll find me most often uh, at, Patrick Conn CFB, uh also lsutigerswire.usa today.com. And obviously I have the Wreckham Report dot substack.com, which you know we're we're trying to put that as as out daily as we can.
0: Awesome. We appreciate you so much uh for your time, Patrick. Talk to you again soon. All right, man. Wreck'em.